The Adaptable Business. Listen in as the two business guys discuss whether or not your business is adaptable to the ever-changing landscape. Enjoy. This business podcast, The Two Business Guys Mastermind, uncovers for you secrets and share tips and tricks to entrepreneurship as they mastermind on how to have startup, operational, and overall business success so that you can go on to get better results. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Hey, you know, it's been a wild and crazy uh, time last couple of weeks. John had people fall through the roof and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I've been super busy, you know, with the teaching having ended. And then now I'm starting, I'm doing a Young Money Finance uh, with Dondre. I'm going to be teaching the the youngins, right? The, the, the good stuff about business and entrepreneurship. And, you know, John and I were just talking about this. And he says, you know, the momentum of business, right? What happens when life just keeps throwing you stuff and it messes with your momentum? You've got your, you got your business plan out here. And I was, I was reviewing an old book, um, old business book by uh, Rhonda Abrams. And it's a really good one. She talks about business plan in a day. But guess what? When your business plan meets the real world, then what? John, what do we do when people fall through the roof in the middle of, uh, of a startup? I mean, you know, not your startup, but necessarily the, the uh, place where the startup is, but just in general, life starts happening. What happens when your spouse starts calling you to spend more time right when you started something new and interesting? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, there's so many things that, that call to us. And I think you're going to have just because... Uh, the nature of life there's got to be a little flexibility but you can't let it be a constant interruption like you can have one-offs where hey somebody fell through my ceiling um i've got to figure out what we're going to do here uh but if that's something that happens week after week after week then you really don't have a priority to 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 do the business that you intended to do so um i think I think what it what happens is it, this becomes a constant to a lot of individuals, and then this constant becomes an excuse. Mm. Um, yet we we have things in our life. We have graduations and births and different things like that that interrupt. But if you let those things get in the way constantly, if that's something that you're using as an excuse week after week, then you really you really have to think. Um, am I committed to this? Yeah. You know, and I, and I, when you had sent me the message, are we on? I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, we're on. I mean, uh, even though you did not get my text, I didn't get the text <laughs> back. Right. Little um, things like that. Yeah. It could affect stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Communication. If you're not set, and this is something I believe guys out there, when you're listening to this, understand that you should set up something that either again, like John says, it's automatic. Hey, unless something falls off falls on the house we're meeting and then that is your thing right it is wednesdays unless someone says not kind of a thing that helps you set up the automation mm-hmm. right and i think that's what's necessary in a lot of business today but when you're starting off and you're kind of especially if you come together in partnerships and stuff like that 
you just don't know what happens on the other side of it. And you start doubting things, right? So that's what we really wanted to dive into today is it is a reminder, right? Like John and I have been doing this almost just a, almost a year. No, right? no, no. A year and a half almost. A year and a half now, right? Because I, I look at the episodes and I go, golly, we've got a lot of episodes in here. Well, yeah, I think we, one... we started right right at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, yeah, February of 2020. So, February or March of 2020, yeah. So see, he's got it all down pat, right? And uh, I'm kind of going, it's been so much fun that it just flies by, right? And But that's what what happens when you have milestones or you... Here, here's the thing. If you don't create the milestones and then you don't get to that box where you can check off and go, hey, we've been doing this a year. What do you think? Right. I don't I don't recall celebrating because we just we've just been working and plowing through and and, uh, you know, attending to life's events. So everybody out there, that's so important in your business that you celebrate those milestones. Mm-hmm. Right. Let this be a a uh, a affirmation for you today that celebrate those things otherwise it becomes just another thing you're doing it and you kind of look back and go what am I doing well you got to give those those gratitude moments right you can check off and says hey it's been a year look this is awesome we made it through the pandemic and then maybe you can look back reflect and then you know throw a party for whatever it is your business needs to also be recognized. Does that sound weird, everybody? Your business needs to be recognized. It wants to have its milestones and it wants to say, okay, should we now go in a different direction? Should we add some things? Should we start you know, maybe in- injecting some different energy? What should we do next? But if you never stop, and this is something that you know, I should be reminded of by you know, all the stuff that I do, but you get caught up. You get caught up in doing that business. And like I say, sometimes, John, you look back and it's it, 18 months has gone by, right? You're like, what just happened? A whole pandemic we, went by. We did celebrate, I think, 50. I remember mm. we kind of made a little big deal, a big deal about episode 50. So, okay, and there it is, you know. But So <laughs> in, your, in your business, everyone, you know, what are you doing to stay on track, on focus, celebrating, asking of the business, what else can it do? Right, I've been doing a lot of work on, in, on the consulting side, John, that have been helping people ask more of their business. Mm. And I tell you, there's fascinating things that come out of that now uh, is that oftentimes people don't ask more of their business. They don't know or see all that it can do. And I think it's because they're in it, just like I'm talking about now. You're in it and you're just doing it and you just don't recognize certain things. But your business can be much more. And it should. It should mature. Like anything, it should mature, right? I was, it's something funny, John. Tell me what you think about this. I was in a a meeting the other day and there's just this thing that bugs me and it really got to me in a meeting. That's probably why I don't like doing meetings, right? Because sometimes if you visibly just go, you know what, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> it can mm-hmm. shock people. But anyway, so people were talking about, all right, you know, every business you know, has to go out there and solve a problem. And I thought, no, it doesn't. You know, and I, you know, I get everybody looking at me now. So I, I says, we need to stop this idea that everything solves a problem. 
because you have businesses that are searching and seeking and leveraging opportunity to. Well, that's a problem, isn't it? I said, no. You know, a lawyer spoke up and I was like, man, never, never argue with a lawyer. Never argue with people that get paid to argue. But we went around and around a little bit about this. And, I, and the main point was, um, is that everything isn't about solving problems because your business idea may be seeking an opportunity. You may be trying to find an edge somewhere. You may be being extra to a business that's already started. You know what I mean? So anyway, so I'm in this meeting and I, you know, I have this major disagreement as to um, the reasoning behind why a business starts. And boy, I tell you, it just reminds you of how you can get caught up in groupthink badly. Has anybody ever experienced that? Anybody out there ever experienced? Give us a, a, a message. Send us a message whether or not you've ever experienced that groupthink feeling. John, have you ever been in a situation where they're all thinking the same thing and you're going, businesses have morphed and changed. Why are we still talking about this? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, How, and, and I it? think a lot of times we, we, we look at the low hanging fruit, um, and we're not seeing what's changing around us. We're, we're too busy because we have pictured our business in a certain way. So mm -hmm. when things, when things do change, uh, we're behind the eight ball because, we never thought of that, or that's not the way we wanted to do business. Uh, think about if you're a retail store 20 years ago and you're mm -hmm. not selling online right. um, and how difficult that, that, you know, and, and, and here's, here's to that. Um, last night, my wife and I had date night. We went downtown, we had dinner, we went to a couple shops and then she wanted to go to this, this kitchen uh, store in in town so we drove over to it and uh, actually we went to the market the Grand Rapids market first mm -hmm. and the place uh, a year and a half ago would have been hopping mm -hmm. I mean there would have been lots of people there mm -hmm. a lot of the places were closed mm. so then she's like can we go to downtown the market yep downtown market so then she's like well can we go to the kitchen store I'm like absolutely so we drove over to the kitchen store, the same, that store was closed. And it was like every store around it mm. was closed as well. And I think that we convince ourselves so much that business has to be a certain way. Um, and you've seen this and I see this because we consult to a lot of businesses that, hey, um, that, my business is going to be retail. And that's that's what it is. I need to have this brick and mortar shop. Mm -hmm. Well, business is going away from that model. And if we're not going to transition with that model, we're probably going to hurt ourselves. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think building right into what you're doing, um, a other version, it's almost like uh, what is the alternate universe version, right? Mm -hmm. It's almost like you have to run scenarios both ways now right and i think that's just out of survival but and, and and some things you might not be thinking about but if you can say okay what else can this business do for me what else can it be i always have 
am in the on the mind or in the mind that the business will tell you, you know, and I can say I've been doing some consulting on this lately and just asking, hey, so what else can your business be? Given what you do in it, and I had a long conversation with uh, a young lady who's a photographer, and uh, we had. It's always good when you see people do what you tell them to do, right? And they take it up and they go, you know what? You told me to do this. You laid it out for me, and then they do it. And she had a name change in her business, and and I, one of the main things that she had been thinking about on the name change was. I need to really think about incorporating more than I do, right? And then when we got together and started talking, you know, maybe like a, a year ago, it was because I asked her, I said, listen, what more can your business be? I know you do photography. Mm-hmm. What else could it be, right? And then I says, and then create a name that encompasses that. She did. I happened to, you know, run, run, run a, uh, into her like two or three days ago. And she was like, oh my gosh, you know, I implemented the things that, you know, you suggested and I'm getting different kind of business mm. as a result of it, right? She says, now um, people aren't looking at me as just a photographer because I'm a media company now. And I was like, that's brilliant, right? I that think is, I know what- I, I know, think don't, I know. You don't have to say it. That. Yeah, right. But, but that becomes- <laughs> When you know when you have these um, these consulting sessions, and the person sees it and implements it, right? So you 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 trust then that you can put more on them. So I says, okay, I you know just before we ended our conversation, we talked for maybe thirty minutes. I, I suggested to her multiple lines of revenue streams, right, or multiple lines of revenue that she, as a result of her having a different name, right? Having a different name and being able to attract different revenues. You know what I mean? So she hadn't thought about a, a few of the things I talked about, right? And I says, now some of this is a part of your outreach that then you can revenue out, becoming an affiliate marketer. I said, you still have your core business. I said, but while you're out on shoots and stuff like that, you could become, you could suggest more that you can do. I says, I'll give you an example. I came across an app that can make your pictures uh, liven your pictures up, hmm. right? Literally make a move. It's an app you go in and it, it does a thing to your, it, it basically makes them a little bit, of, it makes them a GIF, but it makes a move. So if you, in the background, let's say you had water, you, you took a picture of a waterfall, I can use this app, go in and make the waterfall on the picture itself flow. I says, now imagine as a media company, all that you could do. You're about media now. Taking a photo and liven it up and then send it to people. Says, hey, you know, one of our services is we can um, take this image and do much more with it. Would that be interesting to you? And then, oh my God, yeah, you know, um, could you use this as a background for your website? Oh yeah, that's right. I says, well, you know, this is another thing that we could, a line that we could do because people are con- you know, taking their business, right? And they're saying, well, I'm going online. My brick and mortar is going online. I says, well, why don't you take the pictures that help people go online? I hadn't thought about that. So, you know, the point is, is that she asked the business, what more can it do? Or once you get into the mindset of doing that, then it answers you. It brings you somebody that says, oh yeah, well, you could do this, 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 and this. 
And here's some examples of people doing just that and making a lot of money. But that means you're constantly exploring, right? You're saying, I started off as a photography business, but I've become a media conglomerate, mm-hmm. right? That does this. And then eventually you're like, what you could do, of course, is oversee all of that. And now you have others taking pictures under your name, others doing, you know, um, touch up work, right? That, that enlivens the pictures. Another part of your media company that just handles web presence, stuff like that, right? And says now you've become bigger than what you originally started and making a ton more money, right? So that's some of the fun stuff that you could do. If, John, like you said, if you can recognize that um, how you started might not be how you end, how you end up, right? You start as a retail butcher shop. Mm-hmm. I think it's something I was telling Eric not too long ago. I says, well, he says, well, we make a lot of money going to these fairs and stuff. I was like, great. I says, why don't you, what would happen if you ran ads and told people that you're going to be there? I says, and you're the only business at a fair that has a line out the door because you did some web work, told people where you're going to be, you know, ran some kind of contest or something that attracted more people. So, you know, people at this fair that you already do good business are looking and saying, what is this? What company is this? that has lines out the door because of some of the extra work that you did. Retail-ish, but you're using other tools that you know attract. And I says, then people love to buy from places that have lines because they must say, they'll be saying, there must be something going on over there. They must have something mm-hmm. great. And then they get over there and you're selling coffee, you know? but not just coffee. You're selling the grinders, right? Mm-hmm. You're saying, hey, if you go online, here's a chance to run a contest. So give me your email address. And if you win, I'll send it to you. So now you're gathering a community, right? What does the community do? Well, community gets together from time to time. So let's say your community uh, uh, community coffee weekend or something like that, right? So now you're selling more beans because you've put together, so all kinds of things is my point, are possible but you got to look beyond what the business is into what it can be, right? Or cost my end, like you and I, we come in, we'll tell it what it can be, right? Because we'll, we'll dissect it from different things, different angles. And that's what oftentimes we don't have the chance to do, John. And I tell you, we, we see those businesses going out because of it, because they just were a spot where traffic, foot traffic has to come for them to make money. That to me makes no sense. That's the retail model. And if we can't find a way to get people to the retail store, other than, hey, they're in the mall, they might just stop by my shop. Those days are done, man, right? It doesn't give you predictability in your business. What are your thoughts on that, John, is is helping the predictability of one's business? Yeah, there's got to be a way that consistency um, that you can consistently have forecasting. And if the goal is 
to get somebody to a certain place all the time in a world of convenience, um, then your business model is broken because our, our world doesn't operate. And I think what's happened over the past year and a half is we've went about 10 years into the future. This, this was an inevitable evolution, Mm -hmm. but what happened with COVID is now with, with the use of Grubhub and shipped and Amazon and all of this, and all of us have used some type of convenience service in the past year and a half because of the pandemic that um, we've transitioned to that. So now me going to a store, which it wouldn't have been anything, uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago to drive a half hour to go to a mall or something Mm -hmm. to get something. It's like, why the heck am I going to do that now? I'm just, uh, I'm going to go on online. They'll send it to me. If it doesn't fit, I'll send it back. Um, You have these convenience services that weren't available before. So you have to think of alternative ways. Well, you know, why am, why is, why are businesses still stuck in old methods? Um, and, and, you know, another thing too, I, I listened to this, sur- I heard this survey recently of what, the pandemic has also caused other issues um, with employers. And uh, they had, employers are having a hard time getting people back into the office. And so they did this oh. survey. They said, they said, what, what, well, what if we pay you, what if the employer paid you $30,000? Would you rather have the $30,000 or would you rather work from home? And overwhelmingly, yeah, I would have thought they would have picked the thirty thousand extra. Overwhelmingly, it was work from home. Yeah. The because the evolution of that year and a half had taken place, yeah. and people had seen the value of working home. Now it's going to be difficult to transition back for a lot of businesses. Oh, yeah. oh and I knew, John. I tell you, I, I we may have touched on this and talked about this a while ago. When I originally had started thinking about all the businesses are going to be affected, not just by the um, pandemic itself, but I started thinking, you know what, if on upside and downside, right? So on upside, you start thinking about, okay, office buildings. In my estimation, I thought commercial real estate was just going to start going to heck in a handbasket. And it is... It is starting because now people are saying, I'm not coming to work. I'm just not doing it. I don't have to. We've discovered that. And 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 the world didn't end. And people are saying, and I kind of like it. Now, that's on so commercial real estate. I don't need these big buildings. We start seeing companies say, you know what? We're not moving headquarters, all kinds of stuff. So areas losing. We will see the effects of that maybe two year, a year from now another two years when people are saying you know what this is good but now when i go to build a house i now want to build a house that has built-in office space quiet rooms right and actually there's there's places out there where you can you can literally buy these little quiet rooms they like some of them are yeah some of them like little phone booths yeah well you could also buy the ones that go in your backyard have you seen those they're Mm -hmm. they're little offices that you sheds yeah yeah big stuff like that so now that becomes an opportunity right a little bit of a separation um and i told you my daughter came to me and says hey let's buy this 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 bus that is already equipped with 
every living soul, it has me thinking, hmm, I could put that in the backyard or something, right? And if somebody tries to come and live with me, <laughs> like in the bus, or I can use it as an office space, all kinds of cool things that are possible, right? Obviously, it's relative to the cost and stuff like that. But I mean, all kinds of things that are possible. Um, when we ask, what more can our business do? Adaptability. This is something that I was just listening to the other way. I was listening to the Ken Coleman show, uh, a part of the Dave Ramsey Solutions. And I've met Ken Coleman. Oh, really? And I, you know, I haven't listened to the radio in years, literally, because, mm -hmm. you know, I either have some kind of audio program going on in the car that is is teaching me something, but I haven't listened to the radio. But lady, for some reason, I've been listening to literally AM radio in the car. And anyway, I came across this stuff and he talked about what the number one thing employers are looking for in people now. Number one soft skill, adaptability. Mm -hmm. Adaptability. Have you demonstrated adaptability? So in your business, have you demonstrated adaptability? I would, if I'm going to be an investor in a business, that's what I'm looking for. And it becomes, again, what more can your business do? How can it adapt? Because that, that would be like the top question. Okay, scenario, here, everything goes to heck in a handbasket. How are you, how are you going to get our money back to us? <laughs> how are you going to adapt? And if there's no answer, there's no investment. Mm -hmm. No answer, no investment. Number one thing, I, you need a business to be is adaptable. Yeah, solution-based. And, solution and this is where you see individuals who have this model of it has to be a certain way and only this certain way and I can't survive if it isn't this and we've seen this like with with restaurants over the past year we've seen those that have transitioned into other ways of doing business whether that's using the services of Grubhub building igloos you know those little uh, dome type things outside of your outside seating for their business um, so they could survive through the pandemic, even places are selling food kits, you know, their, their food that you could actually, they put it together for you and you cook it at home. People, businesses are, have, have become more ingenious in the past year and a half because they were forced to be. And the, those businesses that weren't able to do that and take advantage of that are gone. They're, yes. Yes, absolutely. I, I was, you know, I, I take these walks, every day you know that, that, that kind of i do work and then i walk and then i rest and then i do some more work right so i'm on a walk and i thought well, i'll go down to you know the local family dollar i don't know if i should say you guys' name but and that darn thing was closed man so i'm like are you kidding me what is i'm looking inside you know it doesn't look it doesn't look like there's a flood or anything in there i'm like why is this darn thing closed come to find out they didn't have any workers no workers, right? I was talking to another family dollar uh, uh, manager and she says, yeah, it was closed because they couldn't find workers. Mm, she mm. says, nobody wants to work. Now, when you balance out, nobody wants to work with, no, I would rather work from home. In other words, I need to work in a more convenient manner. So what's the opportunities there? If you're in on, on you're curating ideas. What are you thinking about? Are you creating these? Think about this, John. 
you can go on Amazon right now and find one of those little phone booth offices and mm-hmm. sell them. And it costs like three bucks, three three thousand dollars or so like that. But you can put them in your house. And I thought that's brilliant, right? Because I mean, some houses have gotten loud, and it's a whole bunch of people in it. You know, even as we're coming out of the pandemic rules and all that kind of stuff, right? The rules behind all these different things. Well, you know, what's going to happen is the cases are going to spike and all that kind of stuff, right? We're going to be on the brink of shutting down again, and you know, hopefully, we get herd mentality. Uh, immunity immunization for me yeah so well my point is that well you still have this as an opportunity to go get your little side hustle on right if if you're entre hustler you know what i'm talking about you get your entre hustle on you see this opportunity but in the bigger thinking you go well shouldn't we be building something into the new house that gets built you know that room that is that just almost makes no sense other than an office it's not big enough for a bedroom and it's not a closet, you know, building these kinds of things. That's the other part of the opportunity, right? And then so the mall closes and what else could that mall be? Oh, we've talked about this so many times, right? That it could be <laughs> Randy so wants to turn much, into a mobile, mobile Oh, it could park. be so much more. You could pull up your little bus. You could, you know, you got, you got just, you can make it whatever. It could be uh, you, one part of the mall could literally be uh, in the winter time. It could be a beach. Right. And people never know that they're not at the beach. They pull up here and then they go in and the sand and it's like, what is going on? I'm in Michigan. <laughs> that becomes a, a great opportunity and just a, a repurposing of that area. It's just, you know, the, the, I, I do a lot of weird things, John. I, you know, I'll look at physics. Like shows and my wife will. She said, you're a business guy. What are you doing looking at that? I said, because there's something here that could be related to business. It always is. And they were talking about that energy never dissipates. It never goes away. It just becomes something else. Now, imagine we were taking that kind of approach to our business, right? It never goes away. It just becomes something else. What is your something else? Right. And let's do it before the world starts making you do it. And I'll tell you, the world is, is coming fast. I, I want to show you. Um, I, don't, I don't have to pull this up, but I was reading something on um, one of the newsletters I get. Right. A futuristic newsletter. And futuristic. huh? Yeah, it's a futuristic newsletter, man. It's called Future Loop. Right. Um, by Peter Diamantes. And he always has all this cool stuff on here. Right. So here's one. Um, robo taxi. They've been able to create a total 100% robo taxi. It costs like $75,000. Um, another one is this one says US will send using lasers to send data from space to drones. Hmm. That's a military kind of a thing, probably. <laughs> right. Um, Mark Zuckerberg says augmented reality can replace art and media now that means literally he says he says in here he says digital holograms will eventually be able to replace tvs books and even paintings and sculptures sculptures in the future where everyone wears augmented reality glasses hmm what that's that's huh that's big interesting 
So now, now this is consistent with another book that I'm reading. And the guy says, everything you should be thinking about all things spatial reality. And this is what spatial reality is, the augmented reality um, and all things that way, right? So, and he says, think about how many things in life, in your life that don't really need to be physical and could be easily, easily replaced by digital holograms where you had glasses. Here's a question. If, I, if you, you're at the house and you see a boxing match getting ready to go on, could that be almost like they're in your house because mm -hmm. you have, it's being presented in an augmented reality way. So you're almost like you're at the ring, but you're at home. You don't have to go to the, all kinds of stuff, movies, right? You can still have people around you, but you're in the safety of your own house. You don't have to worry about a shooting, nobody coming through the door, nothing. So I started thinking about that, right? And if you have the kind of business that is potentially going to be affected by that, you should be thinking about that right now. You know, future, the future loop of your business. And I mean, all kinds of stuff on here that he talks about. And I always look at it from that standpoint. Here's one that says the hospital room of the future, right? How does digital health look like? There's no reason you even have to leave your house anymore. Come on. And if you don't leave your house, you know, you, you should have probably a, a, a house cleaner to come in and take care of your, your rusty butt because you're going to be up there, you know, it's, it's, it's just going to get bad fast. So that becomes the, the, how is your house now adapted to you being home all the time? Mm -hmm. You know, things like that, right? Um, how do you socialize? now augmented reality bring your friends to your your spot it, you know, it all seems those things so, could be affected and i know things change and time changes and people change it seems so impersonal yes so how do you put it seems so impersonal but then if we keep having shootings and all of this mayhem some people may go i take that right people really love being around the, 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 the water cooler at work, but yet mm -hmm. we're having so many people say, I'd rather stay at home. People are saying, you know what? My child goes to a gang infested school, but because we're home, no problems. Mm -hmm. And they're still getting educated. They were smart already. They can accelerate that now. So many things and they're rethinking. And then here's the other thing. This is what I think and one of the big things that's happened is it made you not need more. Mm. Not need more. So I don't need more money. Because you know what? If I got my family around me and you know we couldn't go out and show what we have and it still was all right. So people are kind of rethinking, do I really need all this stuff? Who was I the trying to impress anyway? The relational aspect, though. You think that we'd be losing out on that? And I know we're getting off the subject of, of business, the business of business, but... No, I think it's really consistent with, with what we could be thinking about, right? Because think about what John's talking about and how many other people feel that way. And then you create something that helps bring the people to you. How, how can you create something? What would be the circumstances that you could create that helps people get back to that, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe you create the, um, 
hey, bring your office to your house. And you have all your colleagues sitting around you. You're still laughing and talking, having fun. But then they're like uh, what Zuckerberg's talking about in an augmented way, right? And they're, they're just as live, but they just happen to be in their location. But it seems like it's a board meeting. Who knows? Do I physically have to touch you? You know, kind of a thing. And then, and then you keep having problems associated with that. Certain movies that you don't, you don't see kissing and hugging anymore because people, are, you know, are, 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 are commanding their space. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And men are going, I'm not, I'm not, no hugs, you know, because I don't want to get you, me too'd or whatever. So you have these things that are happening that are making you shift and morph how you have that physical contact or that intimacy. And you kind of go, you know what? If I were at home, I would be all right. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can't get accused of anything at home kind of a thing, right? So then you start thinking about that and going, well, I might be able to do some business this way. Who knows, right? I just think, John, that um, if we're not asking more of our business, then it's not going to give us more. If we're not really considering hard what's happening fast in our realities, then our businesses are going to disappear. You're going to be like those businesses that you see that are closed because people are saying, I'm not coming to work. Mm. I don't have to. I don't have to, you know, I don't have to earn money the way you say I have to earn it. Right, right. Right. That's what people I think are armed with. I don't have to do it that way. Are you, are you serious? You want me to do what? Why would I do traffic now? So think about tolls. Think about all the businesses that are affected by that. If people aren't on the roads, right? The ones that had the tolls all the time, those little things that you just keep passing and they, they charge you. Well, I'm not going to work. I'm tired of paying, you know, $50 a week in tolls. But I don't have to. So now what, where's that money come from? Who's that affected? Somebody was collecting the tolls. If it's the old school way, somebody built the toll booth, don't need them anymore. We're not, we're not coming to work. We're sending my augmented reality, uh, whatever. So, so we're going to see these things happening fast and furious, right? Fast and furious nine, <laughs> fast and furious. What are you doing to protect your business against the eventual and inevitable? Yeah. Big questions, right? It, huge questions. Huge. Business adaptability. It's the, it's the only way that you go, you go into your, this with your business model plan, almost like a blank sheet, right? So you're doing a business plan and you say, alternative plan. Everything went to heck in a handbasket. This is how we would still operate. Imagine if we did that scenarioing. And as everybody you're listening in, this is what we love to do here at the Two Business Guys Mastermind. We mastermind on these things. This one's a little scary, right? The scary episode. What happens if you can't find workers? Because <laughs> people are gigging like crazy now. It's almost like people are preferring entrepreneuring. Yes. I think that's what we're seeing is a at a high level. Yeah, a huge, huge transition uh, where people are entering the entrepreneurial space um, because 
businesses aren't transitioning. You know what I mean? They're having trouble transitioning. So yeah. people don't want to work for them anymore. They don't want to work for the bad boss. Those days are over, right? I had a, um, um, my next door neighbor's son lost his job. And he, you know, you know, his factory job, he was going into the job every day, but the child, his, his kid kept getting sick at the daycare center, mm. right? So daycare center, he has to take off work and eventually point it out. So now he's saying, you know what, this is BS. What can I do online, right? And this is what I help people do all the time, help you know, create online. All right, so he's he becomes my candidate, my ideal customer. Right now, imagine if he he can make himself 30, 40, 50,000 dollars doing it that way, and he'll never go back to that factory again. Next thing you know, factories don't have workers. What does that affect? I mean, seriously, this is going to be uh, what was that Will Smith movie, I Robot? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We're, we're gonna need like you know what I mean? Robots, you're gonna need them. Because you gotta you gotta have them to fill the workforce. Farming, right? There's a lot of transitions, transitions happening in farming. Because farmers are saying, you know what? I gotta have a robot out there because my workers were getting sick and it was stopping production. Parts. Have you ever tried have you tried to get an electronic something replaced recently? Mm-mm. I bought, I just recently bought a, um, a dryer, right? And the guy says, they were taking the old dryer. I said, so what do you do with this? He said, oh, we're going to scrap it. I said, scrap it, man. This dryer is not, 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 no, too bad a shape. He says, well, we can't get the components. He says, there's such a backlog on components. He says, it makes more sense for us to just scrap it instead of holding it and waiting. He said, we don't have the room to hold it and wait. And I thought, Something like that could be, you know, repaired and repurposed and put back out there for sale. And they're just saying, nah, scrap it. We can't get the parts. Mm -hmm. Can't get the parts. Why? Because guess what? Factories were closed. <laughs> Why? Because people kept getting sick. The factory workers were getting sick and they had to shut it down. Uh, you know, I had um, before that, when I was trying to fix this dryer, I would go in and um, the place where I got it, the part, she was like, the lady says, we can't get that part. Are you kidding <laughs> me? She says, nah, we, we, we haven't been, haven't been able to get those parts for like a year. I'm like, wow. You know, and they, I'm sure they got it from China. Right. Mm -hmm. But they were down too. They had to shut down. It was incredible. So now what's going to happen? You replace that with robots. Right. Elon Musk had it right. You have your whole shop full of robots, the best you can. Amazon had it right. You build this and you have robots picking the orders. Pretty soon drones will be delivering those orders. I saw on a commercial and I don't know, it was a Domino's commercial. Mm -hmm. And it was this little bus looking thing, pulled up, they opened up the thing person came out there and checked his little order and it only a, a code for, I think it was code for his, his order. Boom. Got his order out. Hmm. I would, I would go for that. I don't care if you, no, do I got to tip that machine? Nope. <laughs> I do not have to tip that machine. 
Right. So Randy's like, yes. I'm like, oh, I can't wait. I'm telling you, being able to go. All right. Hey, guys, I I need to go to the mall uh, and a car shows up and I can stay in the backseat working. I'm doing that. Mm. I'm doing that. You know, and especially if 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 I did get hit a big a bubble, uh, you, you you're wrapped immediately. Something deploys where you're wrapped in some kind of impenetrable bubble. Yeah, I, that'll be the difference between people saying I'm getting in a car that doesn't have someone driving it, and not. It here's the safety feature of that: if something hits you, immediately something deploys where you're wrapped in in a impenetrable bubble so you could fall off a cliff and you will probably survive kind of a thing then people will go sign me up <laughs> it's crazy yeah man. yeah you won't die oh anyway and I, and do i think all that's possible heck yeah it is right because you got airbags now they just don't they don't you know they save some lives but i want a airbag that totally deploys if you're hit, gosh, that would be awesome, and, wouldn't it? And you and you think about this. Why is this far fetched? Because in the nineteen, what was it, nineteen sixties, when seatbelts came out? I mean, so cars didn't have seatbelts. Cars didn't have airbags. We we weren't utilizing some of these things. Right. So why, you know, no one would have ever thought about that pre those times. So innovation takes something different. It's it takes people with ideas that the world is going to think is crazy in the beginning. You hear that where Randy says, Hey, something happens and I'm immediately surrounded by this protective ball. Uh, my car is or whatever. Well, it takes thinking like that to make innovation happen in business. Yeah. Electric planes are coming, right? It's like an airplane. Yeah. And if it's electric, do I have to have a pilot? Right. Well, and think about that. I mean, autonomous cars. So if we're talking about autonomous cars and you're on a busy, busy expressway and then autonomous cars with a lot of curves and turns and tunnels and all these different things, stop, you know, speeds fluctuating. So why is that unreal to think about an airplane that doesn't have the same type of traffic? that doesn't have the same type of maneuverability. Um, why, why is it so far? We already have drones, which are pretty much planes Great. without, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, and it, what's really funny is that we don't, what we may not realize is that they say there's really only two times that the actual pilot has to navigate the plane anyway. Mm. Take off, then they put in autopilot, and on landing. That's it. Two times. Those are the two times I, I, I pray when I'm on, a, I pray when it's taking off. I always say, I always got this little loop. I say, um, speed plus lift equals takeoff. Mm-hmm. The only thing can mess it up is if the pilot messes it up and then they hit autopilot and boom, plane flies itself. Right? So in your business, everyone, this is the stuff you, you got to think about, right? John and I will rail on this from, from this day forward, right? It's like you got to think about all the things that can affect your business um, and adapt for them. 
and then put in into your business plan again. Here's the alt universe business plan. I, I would love to see that, right? Because I look at you know business plans and I look at what I'm going to invest in next. And I want that. I want to see that alternative universe business plan. Mm-hmm. Everything just went heck in a handbasket. What are you going to do? Oh, I'm going to do this. And then I may even say to them, well, why don't you just do that now? Well, think about it. Like, uh, let's say that, that Gilligan's Island. Think about this. I remember Gilligan's Do you remember Island. the show Gilligan's Island? Yeah. So you're shipwrecked. And if you don't have a professor there that's making a, a radio out of coconuts and different things. Yes, you, the, the craziness of that, but you think about it. You Then you can't envision the impossible. Then you can't envision resolution, industrialization, those types of things. Now, I'm, I'm sure that, that that coconut radio did not exist. But what I'm saying is if you're not able to imagine the unseen then the unseen can never become reality. Right, right. And why not you imagining the uh, the unseen and creating your business model around that? You know how we used to, I, I was talking with um, Melinda yesterday of MGT and um, she, we were talking about ideas, right? I was showing her, I was, cause I was giving her something, an idea that I had came up with. I said, look, I'm just, I'm getting so many now that I'm just giving them away, right? Uh, I'm not consulting mm-hmm. on them, just saying here, here's something that I think might help your business. It's maybe from a different industry. Anyway, and so um, I was telling her that uh, I was looking at some old ideas that I had from like 2018, 2019. And that's a couple of years ago. And, you know, and some of the stuff is just now being implemented. So it's like, your idea might be ahead of its time, but that time is being shortened by circumstances. So you might as well roll it out is my point. It's a little early, roll it out. And then time may uh, either catch up with it just because time goes by or circumstances makes what you're doing become the reality, like, like what would happen with Zoom. We had all kinds of stuff around Zoom, Skype, Google Meets, all that was there. Well, why did that one skyrocket through uh, the stratosphere, right? They had the best technology, the most adaptable, probably, better marketed, perhaps. So if you've got your business and your thing that's already just kind of out there, it doesn't have to be doing a lot. And that's the patience. I don't know, John, if we talked about it in the episode, the last episode, but the patience of business, that's what's missing a lot mm-hmm. too. We're it is. I mean, patient. We're, we're, we're one of those uh, immediate gratification societies. And I am guilty of this. You too, um, man. I am too. I want uh, open sesame money too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but just realizing, you know, that 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 is very rare that any of that ever happens, and how rare it is. So we have to set our expectations. Yeah, how do you accordingly. be patient? How do you do that, everybody? How do you stay patient when? How do you do? You know, a whole bunch of episodes of your podcast, and and you don't know if anybody is listening, and maybe a couple of people, and 
all of a sudden something happens and you're the person that they go, oh, we've heard this before. Next thing you know, you're an overnight success. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, wait a minute, I've been talking about this for four years and nobody was listening. We've seen it happen. You know, so what I'm going to recommend is that you apply the necessary patience to your business. Make sure that it is extremely adaptable. That as John talked about, you envision the impossible. And then this is a little caveat that I wrote here. It says, and do that. Envision the impossible and do that. Right? In the most cost-effective way. One of the things I suggest to uh, business owners, John, is just start talking about it. Clubhouse, talk about it. Get on there, start talking crazy stuff until you know it starts to become a reality and people go, oh, not crazy after all. Mm-hmm. Right? Get in there and start, you know. Um, in other words, there's a platform for you to re- to re- to talk about this, whether it's your own YouTube channels. You can start a YouTube channel, you know, podcast, talk about these things long before they happen, just talking about the future. Like what Peter Diamantes did with Future Loop. He says, hey, look, this, this, is my use, this is my newsletter. He calls himself Virtual P, uh, Peter. And then he says, let's explore how converging expo- exponential technologies are transforming industries and our lives. And he just puts out different things, right? And some of this stuff I'm looking at, I'm going, oh my God, that's amazing. Or some of these things I go, oh my God, that's scary. Mm-hmm. That's scary that, you know, this is happening, that Mark Zuckerberg is talking about augmented reality replacing art right i got hmm. friends that are artists wait don't paint anymore yeah maybe you don't have to or you do it in a certain way and you get paid forever because it's, it becomes an nft or something um digital land and decentralized decentral land sells for nine hundred and thirteen thousand dollars to a virtual property developer excuse me a virtual property, property developer, developer. A virtual what? plot of what? real estate situated within an Ethereum, Ethereum-based open-world game, Decentraland, has sold for $913,000. Check this out. Valuing the intangible property on par with average price of real estate of a real-world house in Brooklyn, New York. Oh, man. At one point, impossible thinking, crazy thoughts. Why would I buy something in virtual land? Well, guess what? Now you're going to be, at some point, you're going to be saying, why would you own real property? (laughs) Right? Because the augmented reality allows you to go to your land, open your house, open your door that you own because, um, because the blockchain has given you access and a deed and all kinds of possibilities here everybody now will that run out nope because you can buy in virtual land forever whereas real land goes away right so now wait a minute somebody is controlling yes and i could pay you could pay taxes on that and if you got to drive to your house all kinds of cool stuff right it becomes possible now as I said from the beginning, that's not solving a problem necessarily. That's taking advantage of some opportunity, something that was not there 
That's why I said I, 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 in those meetings, I get so fired up when someone says, well, your business has to solve a problem. No, it doesn't. It could be a, a seeker of opportunity, a mm -hmm. searcher for what's possible, something ancillary to whatever else. It doesn't always have to be defined as problem, solve it, money. I didn't realize that virtual land was somebody's problem. It's somebody's opportunity though. And somebody paid $913,000 for a piece of it. Come on, mm, you're kidding me, right? Mm, mm. That's ridiculous. I, I, That's real I, cash I, in I virtual land. I am like, yeah, I am, I am all for technology, but some of the stuff blows my mind. And yeah, yeah. maybe even I'm too old to understand. You get what I'm saying? Like, And you're young. Yeah. So, but I don't think it's an age thing as much as it is, again, when we start to talk about um, business agility and business adaptability, right? If we can think something only holds value because someone values it, mm -hmm. then we, we immediately jump into um, the crypto space we can, because we jump into the idea that something holds value because somebody has created something that says it, so it does. And you want it, I have it, and you'll pay for it because I have it. And once you pay for it, you have it, right? Mm -hmm. It is, we if we are attached to the idea that something has to be physically in our hand, then we've lost. Then yeah, you were we're too old. But if we say, this is just a materialized version of anything else. Someone could say, I'm selling a virtual pen. What does that virtual pen allow you to do? Well, it allows you to write in the virtual space, whatever it is. Oh, I want that virtual pen. <laughs> right? Well, that'll be $2,000, please. Okay, I'll buy it because I need that pen. Whatever, right? Someone has created a value. And whatever we're doing that we need that item, is now valuable. That's what I think is, is, is the beauty of all of this, right? And then we can run from it. Okay, that's fine. But we can get blockbustered that way. Digital is here. I don't want to recognize it. Keep my head in the sand. I'm making a lot of money. You're out of business five years later, mm -hmm. right? So I'd rather kind of go, oh, that's fine, right? Maybe I got a division that handles the now, and then I got a division of my business that handles the, the possibility, the future, what's coming. Invest in that. Some of my investments are in futuristic type stuff. I, I invest with Kathy Wood over there at ARC, and she's into that whole space, right? So my EFTs I send money to handles that. Instead of me sitting there kind of trying to figure it all out, uh-uh, let people that do that do that. Mm, mm. Anyway, so that's what's possible, John. So let's wrap this up, man. I, uh, oh, I got a lot of work to do. So I got to get after some stuff. I literally took um, all of last week off for the most part. What? I Did know. you go anywhere? Uh -uh. Wow. I rested. I slept in late, right? Getting up like 11, 12 o'clock, stayed up late. I just kind of like just vegetated. And now, I had a plan the week prior. I says, well, it's all website week. All I'm doing is going on to my websites and my, my web properties and you know, adding the ones that I want to add, checking on the ones, shutting down stuff that ain't working. <clears throat> I did none of that. Mm. I did none of that. And I felt guilty for three days 
And then the last two days, no guilt. <laughs> right? I says, you know what? I'm going to ramp it back up. So now it's kind of stuff that's piled up and waiting for me to get done. It's just like, okay, great. Because we work in the space that we work in, we can we can get that done in a day if we really concentrate on it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If it was like, oh my gosh, I physically let 17 ditches get undug. I'm in trouble. <laughs> I got to go dig them. I'm not doing that kind of work. So anyway, John, what, what should we what should we close this this episode out with? This is the comeback episode, right? We were coming back from disasters at home and me on vacation. And what can we tell our folks out there, man, that'll give them some some hope and some some direction? I, yeah, I think that what we could say is that don't when you think of an idea, don't dismiss it immediately maybe give a few seconds to think about it, maybe chat with some individuals because the things that we see are not the things that we would have imagined or we would have dismissed pre previously. You know, and it, you get what I'm saying? Uh -huh. That if we fail to, to see anything different uh, that's currently in our world, then we can't, be a catalyst for innovation. I love that. I was reading in, you know, what I have to say is that um, I was reading a book called Who Not How. And in that book, that's the, the guy says, look, anytime you come up with an idea, ask who can help you with this. No, no longer ask how. That's not even a question. Of course, you can get something done. Of course, it can get done. But mm -hmm. who's going to help you do it? This is the moment you say who you've given your business opportunity and possibility because now you're just a person away, a who versus how, where you got to go, I, I just don't know. It's almost like he says, when you ask how, you create another problem. Mm. You ask who, you've put yourself in motion to search out who can help you. And to your point, don't dismiss your idea ask who can help me put this into play and watch that who show up right, right all right everybody we appreciate you coming in and listening to the two business guys mastermind on you know business adaptability envisioning the impossible asking the who and not the how and just making sure that you ask those questions of your business what more can you do for me and building out that alt business plan that alternative business plan we should write a book about that, John. The alt business plan, right? It is one that envisions everything going to heck in a handbasket and you still making money. I think that could be a service <laughs> to people. All right, everybody, we appreciate you coming in. We'll talk to you next week.